You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined, as always, by Adam Morris, and this is Locked On NBA. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing good. I, I had no procedures to my knee done today, so I'm feeling great. I am attempting a comeback. We are both attempting a comeback, a la Andrew Bynum. We were both off last week. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully this goes better for us than, it, than I think it'll go for, for AB. What did you think about that the video, by the way? Because, it was, first of all, full disclosure, I love Andrew Bynum. Big <laughs> oh, fan. Big, big fan of Andrew Bynum. But, man, that video of him doing these really slow post-ups against nobody and, like, jogging up and down the court, I just thought, man, it looks even weirder than I thought it would. Yeah, no, it's not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it, man. That w- If Andrew Bynum played a game in the NBA, just one game, it yeah. would make the season better. Preferably either for or against the Lakers. Oh, man, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Today, though, we have a fun show lined up for you. We have some actual NBA news to talk about. We have some actual up-to-date stuff to talk about with Russell Westbrook going under the knife, albeit for a a kind of preemptive arthroscopic surgery kind of thing. But there's some stuff to talk about there. In segment two, we are going to talk about NBA Jam. It's the second to last week where we have a little bit of room to, to play around a little bit. Next week, we'll probably have some training camp stuff to either preview or, or cover. So that's going to be some fun. And then, as always, throughout, as we've done all offseason long, we're going to wrap up with our 10 things between the two of us that we really like about the NBA or that we're going to celebrate for the NBA. So let's get right to it. You guys know where to find show. You guys know where to find us. Russell Westbrook goes on. He's about to kick off a $200 million contract with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he is somebody who I'm I'm already a little skeptic about how he's going to age because of how he relies on his athleticism and he can't really shoot as well as you'd like. And now we might start to see some of that athleticism already start to wear. There's some red flags here, I think. Well, again, I think there's very little that's known, you know, about this outside of just he's had now four surgeries on on that knee. Um, it's been a while since the previous one, although I think he had that. Um, he had was it was it the platelet platelet surgery? Yeah, the platelet yeah, what, replacement yeah, thing. So, so he's had some things done even recently with his knee, but what I think is concerning is just the timing because no team would schedule a surgery right before training camp, 10 days before training camp, unless it was an absolutely necessary and out of left field thing. And I think, you know, the reports of this are that he was experiencing some stiffness in the knee. And so having the surgery, which is going to hold him out of camp, I think that absolutely affects the Thunder season already. Just assuming he misses just the regular four weeks that the timetable that we've been given, I think that already affects them at least just a tiny little bit um and then if this becomes a recurring thing i think it you know it completely changes not just the outlook for that team in the short term but really of the entire western conference yes absolutely because to me i think oklahoma city has one of the higher ceilings across the conference i think i do too they're one of the few teams if they were to play if they were to match up against golden state and be fully healthy that i don't I don't necessarily know how that series is going to play out. You I mean, I think you would still say the Warriors are heavy, heavy favorites, but I, the way I would phrase it, Anthony, is 
I think there's only a handful of teams in the NBA that that I'm interested in the series that that I yeah. think there's at least this like suspension of belief for watching it. And that's one of them, in part because defensively, they're just such they have so much potential there. But also they're one of the few teams that has this sort of psychological edge on them. Yeah. Uh, against the Warriors, and I think there's the psychological element that would make for a very fascinating one. So, so I'm with you. Their ceiling is very high if healthy. But, but, <laughs> but if things start to go wrong, I think they could very easily just drop out. I mean, we saw it. We saw what happened with them with losing Andre Robertson. They were a completely yeah. different team when he didn't play. And I would imagine, like, there was a really cool stat that went out the other day, and I, I should have had this pulled up and had it off the top of my head at the very least, but in terms of caliber of shot that Russell Westbrook gets for teammates, he's right up there amongst just about anybody in the league. And if he's out there and he isn't able to do that and get all of the guys that they have on their roster, those kinds of looks that legitimately affects how they're able to play basketball. Well, the reason I said that I think him missing the four weeks of camp changes things is because there's no replacement for Russell Westbrook. You go through camp is all about, you know, getting in rhythm with each other and figuring out your roles and all of this stuff. Well, what's everybody's role on the team without Westbrook? It's completely different than their role with Westbrook. Yeah. So for me, I think as much as, you know, Dennis Schroeder has some similar qualities, I mean, he's very lightning fast, kind of can play with chaos. It's, it's still not even close to being a facsimile for Westbrook. So presumably Oklahoma City will go four weeks without him in training camp and then walk right into the season opener at Golden State. To me, it just... I think it already affects the Thunder. Maybe it's just one game in that first week or something like that, but it still affects them in some small way. Well, this this playoff race is going to start right at the beginning of the NBA season. A hundred percent. And if it's just one game, that one game will come back to bite them eventually. Well, the Thunder, I think, were two games, two wins ahead of the Nuggets, or two losses ahead of the Nuggets in the playoffs last year. So two two more losses, they would have been out. You add the Lakers now to to the yep. Western Conference, so um, yeah, I mean, every the margins are just so razor thin. I think all year we're going to be talking about things like this, where guy rolls his ankle and it's a bad one, misses three weeks. We're gonna we're gonna have to look at the odds of of these bubble teams, and and it starts. Unfortunately, I don't like this. It starts six weeks before the regular season begins, anyway, uh, with this surgery for Russell Westbrook. Yep, it's it's a real bummer. Uh, it's it actually acts as a pretty good segue as Russell Westbrook and Paul George is one of my favorite NBA Jam duos. So we're gonna we're I'm gonna use that as kind of a teaser, and we're gonna dive right into on the other side of this break our favorite NBA Jam duos. Let's have a little bit of fun. All right, so I'm basically we are we are Adam and I think about entertainment in, in very much the same ways. We just want to have fun. We just want to. We, it's Friday, <laughs> Anthony. It's Friday, man. It's I'm a long into week. New Orleans. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but but we're well, basically what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to have a little bit of fun here by guessing some of what what some teams NBA Jam duos are going to be. What some of the best ones, sneaky good ones, not so good ones, all of that. Let's well, let up. me start. Let Go me ahead. start here, though, Anthony, with just your team because I don't think they fit any of the categories I have. The Lakers. <laughs> if you had to make an NBA Jam, I actually think this is a tough one. What would your NBA Jam duo be? I would do LeBron and JaVale 
on this. Oh current, my god! <laughs> just tell, I would just tell Javale like just run and dunk a bunch and block everything that you possibly can. Unfortunately, he he has asthma, so his turbo button doesn't really <laughs> last all that long. Uh, but but I'm gonna look on ahead to to summers a summer from now. Oh my! When it's when it's LeBron and Kawhi, that'll be a pretty good combination. That'll be that'll uh, be fun. I didn't think there was a way you could ruin the segment, but you <laughs> you, you you found a way. Uh, I'm gonna start then with my squad, the Denver right. Nuggets, and the Nuggets. Sadly, <laughs> their strength is in their top six guys. I don't think they have a duo. I love Jokic, but I don't know that he's an NBA player or an NBA Jam player. No dunks, slow turbo button, also always off. Uh, I would go with Will Barton, a, a, okay. a, a great street baller who can shoot, uh, and Gary Harris. I'm going to lose every game, but you know what? I'm going to have a lot of fun jacking up threes every <laughs> single time. Just the one thing that makes me a little concerned with those guys is that you can always goaltend in, in NBA Jam. <laughs> that's right. And so, like, those threes probably aren't reaching the rim. Uh, that's true. All right. I want to. There's three teams here that I think it's actually really, really hard to pick a duo from. Um, and this first one, not really, really hard, but maybe a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. The Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. Where, where would you go? I mean, Simmons and Embiid, I think, is your default. Yeah. But you're talking about two guys that you're primarily having just attack the basket. Well, but that's that's kind of I mean, NBA Jam is the the ultimate video version. Yes, it is true, 100. percent But it's the ultimate version of like what people who think 90s and 80s basketball was, right? So you, it was, it's just attacking the basket. It is just mercilessly trying to dunk on everything and then using your turbo button to run into people and because and <laughs> you can yeah. do that kind of thing. So those two guys, I think, are pretty well positioned to do that. I think you would get a ton of blocks and a ton of steals there. I just think that you might have a little bit of a hard time, a hard time scoring. Uh, that's you all might. I'll say. Simmons so great because, you know, the drive and dish, but you, you got two guys, you know, inside the paint the entire time. I, I don't know about it. The other one I think is interesting, Boston Celtics. A lot of, I mean, for them, it's because they have so many great players. Mm-hmm. I, I went with Jalen and Tatum. Like, I just, like, wing wing it up. Remember when, when it, back in the day, it was Jordan and Pippen, and you could oh, just yeah. sprint all over the court and just dominate that way? You it hit obviously, the steal button every time, and you just get the steals. Yeah, yeah no, obviously, no. these guys aren't that, but that's the version I would go for there. How about you? This one was, t- I think, Kyrie, because one of the Handles. other things, yeah, the handle and just speed. I remember... Boykins, Allen Iverson, you know, Mahmoud, any of the tiny guys in any of these 90s video games, you just kind of run in circles so fast and nobody can keep, everybody gets tired and then you go to the basket. With Kyrie, that's what I would do. And then I think Tatum was the right pick. You're talking about handle plus a jumper. You're going to score a lot of buckets that way. Yep, absolutely. Uh, The Warriors. This one's fun. They have two teams. They have two, like, really good teams. Really good ones. It's like you're obviously going to go Steph and KD. But Kate, uh, Draymond, and Clay is like legitimately really fun. Be a fun battle. <laughs> I actually wouldn't. I don't know if I would go with Curry. Really? Because think about it. You're gonna have KD. He's already gonna be good enough as your one-on-one ball handler, crossovers, all mm-hmm. that stuff. He's long. He can block shots a little bit, protect the rim. Why not go with Clay, who's the better defender? You're gonna get more. He's longer. You know, again. It's not about like yeah. you know oh you can shape guys one way you just hit the steal button nonstop I think Clay is going to be a little bit better at hitting the steal <laughs> button so I think I would go KD and Clay on this one that's I mean you can't go wrong with those four guys <laughs> it's ridiculous 
I got some sneaky fun teams. I think the Timberwolves, Towns and Jimmy Butler. That's oh, a sneaky I thought you were going to say Luol Deng and Tosh Gibson for Tibbs. <laughs> <laughs> another, another classic one. Um, what about the Jazz, Gobert and Mitchell? To me, that's a more of a traditional NBA Jam team. You want yeah. a super speedy guard and you want a rim-protecting guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, can you imagine? So one thing that I always really liked about NBA Jam was that it made guys who were just abnormally long or big or short or whatever, like they really – like Earl Boykins – looked so minuscule <laughs> oh yeah so teeny <laughs> like but so rudy, fast <laughs> yeah rudy gobert though like they would make his arms just go <laughs> forever yeah it would be great he would, he would gold send everything and it'd be <laughs> awesome uh, the pacers have a mini version of that oladipo and turner yeah, um i'm not into that one following the jazz it's not as fun the bucks Giannis and middleton <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that's a fun one that. Just take Middleton in the corner, so you know he's there to spot up, and then Giannis, you just you just try to dunk from the three point line. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Giannis. Like I, you know how some players you could just you you keep jumping from further and further and further back. You just see how far back you can get him to attempt a dunk from. That's what I'd uh-huh. want to see there. Speaking of how far you could dunk, Dallas, Dennis Smith Jr. and DeAndre. That's a good I, one. I think you average about 70 dunks. All right, let's go to the real quickly. We'll finish it up with who would win. I think you got to look at obviously the Warriors. The Pelicans have Drew and Anthony Davis. That's well, to me, I think Drew Holiday is one of the unsung kind of really good players in the NBA. We started a great NBA jam style player, too. He is. And, and, like he would manhandle people on defense in that game. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he would he would his steal button would be almost illegal. And then Anthony Davis is like the perfect NBA jam player. Steals, blocks, dunks, threes. threes. He's got it all. <laughs> yeah. He's just rebounds like good luck getting up as high as Anthony Davis for that. I think they're my favorite team. They might be the favorite. They might be. Uh, Westbrook and Paul George is pretty darn good. I think Westbrook, when we talk about that speed, there's one guy's faster. <laughs> John Wall and Westbrook, I think, would be the two guys that they're just going to be so fast. Yeah. Russell Westbrook, you'd almost run off the court. <laughs> like you'd have to be careful with your usage of the turbo button because like one dribble too much, he's going under the rim. <laughs> I think Chris Paul and Harden was the last one I had on this list. Not a good Another, one. No. Not a good you one. I don't think so. No, I don't think they'd be good. It's oh like wow. Harden Harden can't defend in that game, like the way that and you and you and he can't get put to the free throw line. Like the reason he is like one of the huge reasons why he's really good <laughs> is he can't go to the free throw line in this game. Uh, I think you might be right. Chris Paul would be tried all of his little his little gimmicks. They they wouldn't work either. Uh they're gonna have to bring it mellow. <laughs> He'd be the Chris Paul would be the first ever player to try to flop in an NBA jam game. <laughs> It'd be great. That was fun. Drew and AD. I think we might have it. Drew and AD versus KD and Curry in the finals. Also, us... also on that team, because like, there was always that one player you could switch it up with. Like Horace Grant yeah. would get some shine, or Ron Harper <laughs> would get some shine. Uh, Julius Randle would be really fun in this game. Like He would They're... run over everybody. They had like the Barclays who, when you went to dunk and somebody tried to block it, they would just the player would fall down. They would fall I think backwards. that's what. Yeah, they'd fall backwards. That was what would happen all the time with Randles. He would yeah. just mow through people. Yeah, Anthony Davis gives you he's he gives you the the luxury of being able to just put whatever player he wants on that team. Like he's 
He's a cheat code in that game. Him and I, I also I don't think we're making a big enough deal out of how good I think Durant would be in this in the same way. <laughs> he, like, he could shoot from well, like half court and can dunk on on people and his, can block shots. His famous pull up three in transition. That's honestly all I would ever do. I would just <laughs> triple up, pull up. You can't block it. You can't steal. Yeah. Would you? you would you? Would you modernize NBA Jam or would you like go back to like the two bit players kind of thing? I th- oh, that's a good question. I think you could maybe modernize it a little bit, but they were caricatures, right? And yeah. And the 90s, the famous 90s T-shirts and really late 80s, 90s T-shirts, whenever they won a championship, is always the caricature, right? It was almost yeah. like the NBA Jam version of them on a T-shirt. So for me, it's it's kind of a nice little relic of that era. Yeah, I think that's I think that's how I would lean to. I would just stay true to the game, make it as fun, as outrageous as possible and, and go that way. All right, we're going to stick with the fun and outrageous in a second and we're going to come back with our 10 favorite things as we've done all summer so stick around all right this has become honestly it's one of the things i look forward to every week fortunately i'm the prepared one as per usual with with this week's list of five things that both adam and i like uh, the look I'm getting from Adam right now is is not one of. <laughs> I am not on his list, I would say. Uh, but Adam, I'll let you start. What's your what's the what's the thing at the top of your list for this week of things to celebrate the NBA? NBA Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, I'm going to be honest. Did you just buy? Did you just all right? Honestly, did you just did. buy one of those things? No, I just but I did just write it down because I'm not gonna lie, man. We're reaching the end of the off season and I'm starting to dig deep. It's it's <laughs> <laughs> we are we are also reaching. Yes. I, all right. My number one. I've I've reached the point where I don't know if I've said this already with some of these. <laughs> but the the crossover between music and basketball and how like I can't lie. This is one of my weaknesses, one of my one of my uh I guess secret pleasures or whatever whatever guilty pleasures is NBA players, NBA superstars trying to rap. Did you listen to the <laughs> did you did you listen to the song that just got released with Kevin Durant and LeBron? I I did not. And that tells you something about me is that I saw it, I made the rounds and I was just like I'm not clicking on that. <laughs> I don't I don't need I don't you need know to what? Hear that. Kevin Durant it was good. Kevin Durant reportedly wrote the beat for it. Now oh, the wow. beat that he wrote wasn't used for for rights reasons, I believe. Um, and then his his verse on it was actually not terrible, like it's not good. Huh? It was well, I wouldn't call it even pretty good, but it wasn't <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and, <Below that. laughs> but LeBron's low, LeBron struggled a little bit. L- Lillard is for real good. I think Lonzo Ball might be the worst of them all. I'm not gonna yeah, lie, I, I hate, love Lonzo, big I fan. Hate the but... style that he raps, like I don't, yeah. I don't like the da 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 da. Like the short bursts that they go. All right, what's number two on your list this week? We alluded to it earlier, but players making comebacks. (laughs) (laughs) I love you could follow the arc of the offseason by like how ridiculous the comeback story is. And this Biden one, I don't I don't know if I could have picked a player. Maybe Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas or Bynum would be the two players I think would have given us the most comedic value for them to be like, nope, they're making a comeback. To me, it's just oh, it was too perfect. Monte made made some noise this last week too monte ellis and andrew bynum that's a good nba jam combo (laughs) (laughs) okay no you know what 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 i like oh go ahead 
Well, I was going to say it's it's kind of funny to me because like you're seeing some of the contracts that go out for NBA players nowadays. Even like veteran minimum contracts are like what, four million, four and a yeah, half, I believe. Right. Yeah, you can make some money. Yeah, and I I feel like some of these old NBA players, even if they don't need the money, like man, I could use one more of those things. <laughs> That'd be kind of nice. <laughs> Right. Uh, what do you what do you got? My next one. I was going to go with uh, with comebacks. I, I'm going to scratch that one off now. Uh, but old man, like superstars, like we saw it with Kobe there at the end, and now we're seeing it with LeBron. He went on Ellen DeGeneres, I believe, yesterday or today, and took a no handed tequila shot on live TV. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. So so I like it when some of these superstars realize like. Oh no, you guys can't actually mess with me. I don't have to worry as much about my brand now. So I'm going to go out and do my thing. That is not that's not a bad one. I like I, I think but I'm with you on that. I think there there's a period where you have to kind of give these athletes space and just quit like judging the day-to-day stuff. Like we all do fun stuff and we can't take it too seriously. So I mm-hmm. like it. I like the, I think players have kind of they're starting to cross that threshold to where they don't feel like they have to be so buttoned up all the time. Yep. And I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Next one I have on here, the cool technology. The NBA is kind of like, uh, you know, there's a lot of cool tech, a lot of cool sports tech going on. I saw some some Nuggets players working out with that cool app that you just like set your phone down and it tells you how many shots you made, missed, and where. It wow. gives you all the kind of data. It's like really cool. I want to know how they track that. Is there something yeah, w- in the ball? No, there can't be. I don't think so. I actually, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say I have absolutely <laughs> no idea what, it, what how it works. Um, we sound uh, so old. But there's so many of these different, you know, just different little things, VR and and the the player tracking vests and all this stuff. I just think the tech is great. And it, honestly, I, I think about this a lot. The tech of the next like 10 years, 15 years, the, the game's gonna get weird. Yeah, yeah, that's really fun. Did you see in Apple's presentation today there wasn't a single three outside of the – or there wasn't a single shot taken outside of the three-point line? On Apple's presentation? On I Apple's presentation. That. So like somebody like screen grabbed that and was like, shoot a three, you cowards. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was phenomenal. All right, my next one – again, we're reaching kind of deep here. But I like, I like that the Spurs are like – Usually every single year it's it's you know they're the Spurs so whatever you know they they'll figure mm-hmm. stuff out. This is the first year that I can really remember in a really long time where I'm saying now I think they might actually really be bad. There was a period there was a point last year where I thought they were going to miss the playoffs. I mean so that so last year not at the start of the year but obviously at the end mm-hmm. I thought okay maybe that's the odd odd team out. This year don't I mean come on man they're in the same boat. I think they're going to be uh, ten through six, seven or five, six seed. I mean, somewhere in there. So I wouldn't count them out just yet. I wouldn't put the dirt on the grave just yet. But you are right that this is an interesting year. No Parker, no yeah. Ginobili, no Duncan. Well, the, it the does one thing, feel weird. We, I was talking with with Pete on my show and how like the Lakers, one of the things that they need to really prioritize is is continuity moving forward, right? And like that's that's one of the things that some of the better teams have moving. Flash forward, forward to February when the entire roster is traded. But but like with the Spurs, how many guys do they have returning from last year's roster that were actually like serious role players? Is it like three or four? If you go back even a little bit further and just think about Duncan and and you know if he was to return to camp this year and stop by to say hi, you know there's a, 
Hey, it's Tim Duncan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's how it would be. It's a little bit like he knows three or four of the guys' names, and then yeah. you know Davis Bertans. Oh yeah, I met. We played for a year, didn't we? I can't remember. Then yeah, then he's <laughs> then he's out of there. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, what's the next one on yours? It's taking over everything. The, the the NBA is, and what I mean by that is they're taking over every space. I mean, um, it's just growing in popularity, but it's also growing and mixing with other forms of entertainment. Obviously, LeBron James. Um, in Hollywood and all the th- things that he's doing, all the different shows and movies and stuff that, that that they're a part of. But just the NBA, to me, I talk to more and more people who just are out on the NFL and out on baseball and everything else. And I think it's, for me, I think not only is the NBA growing in popularity, but I think the rate at which it's growing is growing, if, if that makes sense. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, yeah. It, it's exponential almost in how, in how the NBA is growing right now. And I just get so excited for that because I think we're in a, we're just starting an era of really, really great basketball, and, and I'm excited for so many people to be up on, on board and just see where it goes. Yeah, I think that's a really key point to make there is that the, it's growing in popularity, and it's earned popularity. It's like the, the game is, is worthy of the amount of attention it's going to continue to get moving forward. And it's really cool. I saw a thing today about US, the, the USA uh, basketball camp here in Colorado Springs where they bring in a lot of the top prospects. And because USA basketball is taking over some of the duties that formerly were, were held by the NCAA, you, you know, they're, they, they're usually it's just a camp where they get guys together, they compete, they do drills, they do scrimmages, they work out, scouts come. Um, they're doing life training stuff now. And I think this is one of those things where when you had the NCAA and all of their rules and regulations, it's very hard for some of these governing or some, some of these, the NBA, USA basketball to, to get involved with the kids at an early age. But I think it's really great to have a more healthy pipeline for these prospects to, um, you know, to come through the ranks, learn some life lessons and, and also develop under NBA coaches and NBA talent. I just think that that too is also growing in the right direction. Yep. I I completely agree. I I I thank myself all the time that I I chose the NBA to cover. <laughs> it, <laughs> all right, my next one here is I really like people like to whine about you know some of the the smaller aspects of NBA 2K, but I really like NBA 2K. LeBron James has been previously quoted that he says that when he gets new teammates or whatever, the first thing he does is he plays as himself, obviously, with those teammates to figure out like some of how to put them in the best spots or whatever. And as somebody who is desperate to watch any kind of basketball, like I'm really glad that I have 2K in my life to be able to watch <laughs> LeBron James on, as a Laker already. So I had NBA Jam and you had NBA 2K. Thank God the offseason is almost over. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. And that's Fair. actually my last one. The real off season is only like six weeks, and thank God for that because it's only been six weeks really since like the end of free agency and summer league and all of that stuff. And I already feel like it's too long. I'm already I'm already going crazy waiting for it to be back. Yeah. I this season is one of the most anticipated seasons that I can really recall. I feel like that's made this off season seem a little bit longer. A lot of bit longer. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> Alright, my last one here to round us out i like kobe stories like i like that kobe thinks like his version his version of leadership is like just be a complete awful person to his teammates and then that somehow inspires him and then you compare that to like the versions of leadership that we see across the nba now and it looks all the more stark in contrast how different that looks like did today there was a story about how 
in order to inspire Pau after losing to the Boston Celtics in 08. Kobe hung his gold medal over Pau's over Pau's locker that Kobe had <laughs> just won from Pau in the gold medal game. There are some things that are good motivation and some things that are like, no, man, you're actually just a dick. Yes. I feel like that's that's one of them. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's funny to me that he thinks that that's legitimately good leadership. And and there are there are millions of people who really think that he's right. The, I, I, I don't really care to know those people, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Locked On NBA podcast, Friday edition. We're sending everybody off into the last full week, I believe, of NBA offseason. So we have media days coming up. We have training camps kicking off. Adam, we we just about made it. We, We did this. We're almost there. I couldn't be more excited. And I'm really excited to do this Friday show all year with you, Anthony, and, and, and cover actual basketball news, which yeah. is going to be just such a refreshing change of pace. Yeah. Thanks for not killing me over the offseason. I really appreciate that. You're too far. It would cost too much money and too much effort. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>